0: people that I'm coming by yeah, yeah. Got that shit that I'm, I'm at talking shit cause I'm off tonight And you really got me feeling right What you working with? Cook something, serve something Like George Girls, Something
1: Finger roll, Michael What's What's going on, brother? Hey. How hey. much? Living hey. life
0: uh, Love and life. Trying to get
1: Doing through the best. holidays.
0: Yeah, me too. I should probably start shopping for people.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking that. I gotta shop for you. Yep. Uh-huh. Since you're pretty
0: much the only person I shop for nowadays. So. Uh, you lucky son of a bitch. I got yep. two lists for my sisters. One of them was in this nice, crisp, here's my link on Amazon. And the other one was a literal list That told me different websites to go to acquire Said objects mm. And so I said to that list Every one of these jo- objects is on Amazon So I'll be going to Amazon for all of these <laughs> items Whether or not it's the crate and barrel One you want You're getting one from Amazon Basics For half the price
1: <laughs> Amazon Basics Alright oh, Alright let's do this All right. We're, we've watched a lot this week all, centra- all centralized on one specific topic which we're going outside of
0: to, what I watched
1: ups- outside of what you watched and <laughs> what I watched what we watched um but first we're going to have a little fat fuck segment because i'm fat fat and fat come on be, be, be bad. you know i'm fat fat and fat you know it. Be, be, be you know i'm fat fat I'm fat come on be, 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 be you bad. don't you call me pudgy Portly, or stop. little Steve Weiser.
0: By the way, it's Diet Dr Pepper. Not much Obviously. Steve Weiser. Um, Those didn't have any alcohol in them, anyways. So there's that. Yeah, they were non-alcoholic beers. Yep. Uh,
1: first of all, I forgot to put this in the notes. Today I tried the new wraps that are back at KFC.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: they have a new wrap that's just a, just a chicken strip with with their version of mayonnaise. Or the I don't I don't think it's mayonnaise. I think it's just a dressing. But um, it was decent. They also have one with mac and cheese, which I tried. Yeah. Their mac and cheese is okay.
0: Was it like a chicken tender with mac and cheese wrapped that's up? All, yeah.
1: That's all it was. Okay. And it was not bad. I mean, it's exactly yeah. what you would think it was. It was a chicken tender with mac yeah. and cheese wrapped in a tortilla. That's all it was. But, uh, yeah, I did, I did try that. They were decent. Um, But mostly our food news today has to deal with McDonald's. Uh, speaking of wraps, they are bringing back their snack wraps. Uh, very popular about a decade ago? Maybe 15 years ago? Yeah, McDonald's. I used to get
0: them when I went into the garden when I was working there because it was quick. I could grab it and eat it on the way up to the ninth floor. Because yeah. um, there's a there's a uh, McDonald's in the basement of the garden.
1: But yeah, they're bringing those back. Um, and also, they're starting a new <coughs> store format. and They're <coughs> testing it in a suburb, suburb of Chicago. And it's going to be called Cosmics. And it's basically going to be a Starbucks... Um, a Starbucks-like McDonald's experience where you go in and it's all drinks, huh. um, all so quick things, so. just grab in for breakfast. That type of menu. Um, not really the burgers part of it, but they have a lot of they have a lot of uh, teas, lemonades, um, galactics, galactic Boots. So we have an aroma Joe's around here that kind of does some of the same type of shit. Yep. Um, slushes, fraps, um, coffees of course, different kinds, breakfast sandwiches.
0: They do um, have good coffee cream. at McDonald's.
1: Yeah, that's what I hear. I'm not a big coffee. I don't like yeah. coffee that much. You don't drink caffeine. I don't drink caffeine. I, even when I was younger, I, I wasn't a big mm-hmm. fan. But um, yeah, so if you that's going to be rolling out different places, but it's going to start off in in the sh- Chicago suburbs, So we'll see if that expands. Um, and that's pretty much it. So let's get into what we watched. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about is a documentary that came out last week. Do you want
0: me? Do you want me to talk about the movie? Actually, talk yes, first. Talk yeah, about your movie cause, first, because uh, we've got a lot of notes on the upcoming stuff. I happen to go to the movie theater this week to check out the very rushed sequel to Oppenheimer, which came out earlier this year. That's a joke. This isn't a rushed sequel to Oppenheimer. But it is Godzilla Minus One. Yes. And this movie was made for around $15 million in Japan.
1: Which, it's getting rave reviews. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, yeah, it's about to get another one. Um, basically it takes i've never seen a godzilla movie where i was happy outside of just watching godzilla wreck shit because that's kind of fun yeah but the story usually is nonsense and you don't give a shit about the human characters it's just monster uh, versus
1: monster just even yeah yeah, especially
0: like even like when we have one with like brian cranston in the movie and i couldn't even care about his character and millie bobby brown in a different movie Mm -hmm. and aaron Taylor johnson in the movie um Mm -hmm. you just never care about the uh the human characters, and this movie would you could take Godzilla out of this film and it's still an incredible war movie. Basically, um, the premise is there's this kamikaze uh, fighter. Uh, it all takes place in Japan too, so be ready for subtitles. Um, mm-hmm. Which is the reason why I didn't ask you if you wanted to go because I know you're not a huge fan of subtitles. Um, unless maybe you can up. watch it at home. It, it, yeah. it takes
1: me, yeah. If I can watch it at home,
0: yeah. Yeah, you can watch it at home, definitely watch this. But basically, um, this kamikaze fighter Gets scared when he's going on his mission. So he calls in, says, uh, my plane's got trouble. Lands. The mechanics figure out that he's just a chicken shit. And Godzilla comes. And Godzilla's probably about the size of the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. Kills everyone except for him. So then you flash forward about a year later. The war's over. He returns to his home uh, town. The entire place is destroyed, which is why it's called Godzilla Minus One. Because Japan referred to after World War Two as Japan uh level zero because they basically had to rebuild the entire country Hmm. so this is minus one because it's less than that um so he returns to his hometown he's basically told he's a coward and this that and the other he ends up with this woman and some lady just hands him a child and like so he starts raising this child with this woman who's just his friend um and then he gets a job to basically go pick up mines that are still in the water and it takes off from there. I told you in the text, it's got elements of Jaws in it. It's got elements of Jurassic Park. It's got elements of Independence Day, which I wasn't expecting. Hmm. Um, You can kind of figure out the movie ending before it gets there. Um, But it's extremely emotional. Like I legit had like, my eyes were watering up at the end of the movie. And Hmm. I wanted to like kind of cheer the theater, but that's corny as shit. So I didn't, unless you're watching Endgame on opening night, because everyone cheered that night. Um, But it's just a really well-made movie. Godzilla is probably only in three or four scenes, but it just works so well. It's about an hour 45 or two hours, I believe. Um, Just an incredibly well-made movie. and actually made me care about the human characters and Godzilla, because when Godzilla fucked shit up, he does so and it is outstanding. There's just a few shots of Godzilla where you're like the CGI or whatever isn't that great on it. But whatever. It, the movie was made for fifteen million dollars. Right. Four fifteen it's, yeah. It's fucking incredible. Like Four it's 15, like when you watch um, the creator made yeah. for eighty million. Like you watch that, and you're like, this should have been like a two hundred million dollar blockbuster. And those two this movies movie are just, yeah. those
1: two movies are gonna change Hollywood because everything is oh, big I budget hope so. right now. Yep. And if it can bring the budget down on these things to make more nice, great visual spectacular movies yep. compared to what we've got from like let's say the MCU this year that would be awesome um, yeah. and from what I hear from Godzilla it's it's fantastic
0: I, I might see it again this week if I have awesome. time on Monday or Tuesday it's really good I do highly suggest you check it out I just was going in and I sat down and I go fuck I think this is a Japanese movie I hope there's not subtitles cause like I don't mind subtitles in fact sometimes I prefer it, depending but I just don't like sitting in a theater to read subtitles um, for an entire movie, but there isn't too much dialogue. So you have to really worry about that. Um, You get the story pretty good. Um, Yeah. Just overall. um, I don't know if it's like a uh, ode to back to the future or not, but when he goes on the fishing boat, which is the part I told you about when he goes to pick up the mines, it's just a little wooden fishing boat. Um, He's on there with the guy. I think his name is like general. And then the two guys he works with are quote unquote doc and the kid which is pretty funny. I just thought, and the guy that plays Doc is this Japanese guy that has like Dr. Brown-like hair, so I don't know if that was intentional or not, or just me just putting too much into the fact that I watch Back to the Future 85 times a year. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, fantastic. i give it a four and a half out of five. I loved it. Um, I hope you do check it out right when it comes out. I will. If you don't have time to go to the theater. I will. Um, It's very good. Turn your sound system up, and I mean, it's incredible. Saw it in RPX.
1: Nice. I do want to see it, so I'm going to watch that. Um, before we get into this week's Christmas movie, sort of movie, we're going to talk about a documentary that came out on Paramount, I believe. Um, and it is No, nah, Showtime. Th- Showtime. Well, Showtime so- slash Paramount. Param- They're the same thing, yeah. 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 Um, Thriller, 40. It's a documentary about the making of Thriller, the album by Michael Jackson, which came out 40 yep. years ago.
0: Still have um, it on vinyl.
1: I don't have it on vinyl, but I've listened to it so many times. I mean, we're talking "Beat It," "Billie Jean," "Thriller," of course. "The Girl Is Mine" starts off with "Wanna Be Starting Something." Um, pretty young thing. I mean, this this thing, this album, had so many hits, yep. and it still lives on. It was it's the number one album of all time for that reason, um, and it's, it's what it's what brought pop culture in... And, and Michael Jackson into the King of Pop realm. Um, and it was kinda of funny because you listen to it and you and you real you know his story. He started off in the Jackson Five as a little kid coming out of the suburbs of Indiana with his family. And he started he started to get older. Um, he started I think the album before was off the wall. Um, very disco y, the end of the seventies, and he took a break for three or four years and met up with um, Quincy Jones and the rest yep. is history and this is all about the making of that album. Um, excellent use of original demos, um, acapellas as well. He is a, a, say what you will about Michael Jackson. We're not going to get into all of that because it is very controversial. He's an amazing performer, amazing musician as far as uh, co- uh, composing songs um, in a way that he he, do- he doesn't play music but he kind of is like a beatbox version of what he wants to hear and he says he tells a musician who's drumming or on a bass this is what I want and they'll play it and they'll get it and then they end up making him making a song from it and it did show that a lot through this A um, couple of things I want to note um, first off is Eddie Van Halen solo in Beat It they played a isolated track of that fucking amazing of course Eddie Van Halen died a couple of years ago and we already knew how amazing he was um and the other thing was Motown 25 and the phenomenon of that moonwalk. Um, those are the those are the two things I wanted to note. Um, just just the album its the album itself is incredible. If, for some reason, if you're living under a rock and you've never heard this album and you love pop culture, you love pop music of the 80s. Go back and listen to it. The whole entire thing, not just a couple of the songs. Um, it's an incredible album done so well. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of stuff after this. Um, influence was ridiculous for everything. Even up till now, people are, are influenced it to this day from that album. So, um, great, great documentary. I recommend that thriller 40. Now that that's out of the way, <laughs> we did Boy, something... should have done this first
0: to get this out of the way.
1: <laughs> no, we're, we're going to do this and we're going to give us some time because this is the very first time that we have watched, The Star Wars holiday special. Now, notoriously, everybody knows about this. It was on CBS on November seventeenth, nineteen seventy-eight, and it only aired once. By the way, there was no VHS at the time, so this was never recorded. It was very, very hard to find. It was. It ended up being something. There was VHS,
0: but it wasn't. It wasn't in everyone's house. Right. Like you could get VHS if you had the means. I suppose if it you was very to very two early, three, and they were, to two 3, yeah, they were like, for a machine. yeah, they're like yeah, they're like three thousand at least, yeah.
1: Um, but so it was very, very rare, very hard to find. You aired uh, aired once, never aired again. Um, and it started showing up um, bootlegs at like comic cons and around for Star Wars fans. It was almost like a mythology. Yep. Like oh yeah, you ever you ever watched the holiday special and it would be passed. There around. There are copies of copies of copies. It was passed around. So like so, in Fight Club. It's very very grainy. Um, the version that we saw was a online um, it was an online um, one that they put on a couple of years was ago.
0: A, was that the one off YouTube?
1: I believe I so. I know it YouTube
0: could, had it at one time.
1: Cuz there's a lot of edits in the one we watched too yeah. which which was a pain in the ass, but the whole entire special was on there. Um TV. I mean, you're talking at the time it was it was most TVs were anywhere from 13 to 27, maybe 23 inches. wasn't huge like it is now. I mean, there was nothing bigger than 30 at the time. We're talking we're talking 78. So, um, so the, the, the TV the TV and the shitty uh, special effects were very prominent because it was a small screen. You couldn't really notice it to be honest. Um, use of cartoon animated matte backgrounds. There's a lot of them. Um, Ralph McCurry was actually brought in by George Lucas in the very beginning of this to do backgrounds for this. Um, that's why a lot of it looked painted, because they used it directly. Um, but the whole entire story is about uh, Wookiees on Kashyyyk. That's, that was a story that George Lucas came up with. Um, that's basically where it started, and that, and then he kind of left the project. Um, Wasn't
0: he, that an idea they were saying that they were going to use an Empire, but he dropped it, and that's why they decided to pick up on it? He was going to start Empire... Because Khaji- you yes, yeah, I think they mentioned in the yeah. documentary, which we'll talk about later, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but it was all about the life day celebration. It's their version of, of Christmas, kind of. Um, and the and the costumes in on this. I mean, you know, Wookies, you know, Chewbacca from the from Star Wars. The costumes in this are horrendous, and you realize it's the budget. And after after everything, you realize that's why. Um, Mark Hamill's hair looked very weird. It's because yeah. they were on a low budget, and we learned that from the documentary. Harvey Corman from the Carol Burnett Show, a cross-dressing alien TV cook. He was also a robot at towards the end. So I was wondering why I was in this, and then when we watched the documentary, you realized why. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, very first use probably of the word pro words proton pack. Of course, if you're a fan of Ghostbusters, um, you know what that is. I don't know if um, I don't know if they got that from this, but I'm guessing so because I don't think. I don't think that's anything before that in any kind of lexicon. So that might know.
0: have been, that might have been, but just we haven't seen so many movies from back then that it just yeah. isn't in our lexicon from the seventies. Maybe um, George Lucas didn't really invent much, right. so maybe he stole it from somewhere.
1: Could have, yeah, and then maybe uh, maybe um, Dan Aykroyd or whoever it. did the whoever because yeah.
0: we know George Lucas left. Whoever did the documentary, maybe they stole it from somewhere. I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah so very early on, since you mentioned it, we'll mention it here. George Lucas left the project and you can tell that he had nothing to do with it after a while because it it turned into something very very strange very very quickly Um, it also had a lot of cameos from the Star Wars universe all the main characters from the original movie now this is 1978 so this is before Empire this is before Star Wars and George Lucas kind of put held the reins to everything and kind of kept it all tight Um, the full overarching story of Star Wars Um, this is also notorious for a cartoon cutscene in the middle that debuted Boba Fett. Um, yes, it was an easy way to avoid high budget Star Wars story with this shitty cartoon, Uh, even though the start for at the time you are talking 1978, it's pretty epic to have a cartoon like this in a Star Wars universe. The animation was very strange. It was an animation the animation that George Lucas found, which we learned in the documentary, that he liked, so he, he hired them to do this animated shorts about 10-12 minutes right in the middle. Um, B. Arthur, before Golden Girls, I believe, uh, she paid the cantina bartender in a very, very strange weird scene. There's a lot of singing. We're going to get into that when we talk about the documentary, the making of this. Um, you hear a Wilhelm scream. If you know what the Wilhelm scream is, it's a it's a sound effect that came out, I think, in the 1930s and or 1940s. I can't remember what movie it was, but it was a very famous scream of somebody falling off a horse or falling off a cliff, and they use it in every little movie. If you've if you if you've seen movies and you recognize that sound in all the movies, you'll know exactly what it is. It was in this. Um, the last 15 minutes, um, Han and Chewie show up. They're, rum- they're kind of speculated throughout the whole entire thing. Um, very quick scenes from everyone. Actually, there's a quick scene with Luke, a quick scene with Leia. Leia, we'll talk about at the end, has a singing scene at the very end. There's a reason for that. Um, Chewie has a wife that she, he was almost about to get it on with. Um, then it was cock-blocked by this. It's very. This movie. Let's just get it's into it now. It's not good. It's it's very very bad. And I and I thought well. It can't be that bad. I mean, it's oh, Star it Wars, the bad. characters, but yeah, it's bad. It's really bad, and you realize when you watch the documentary, it's because there was George Lucas just left. Uh, he, he he left his name out completely out of the credits, but he was there in the beginning. Um, but then he left to go film Empire. This is nineteen seventy eight. Empire comes out yeah, a couple of years later. Yeah, they were just starting the the everything the process of that. So, um. Before we get into this, I do do think we need to get the taste of this movie out of our mouth, out of our minds, and we need to review the original Star Wars films. Because this, you got to remember, 1978, there was only one Star Wars movie. There was no prequels, there was no Empire, no Mm. Jedi yet. So this is the only, besides the original Star Wars, this is the only Star Wars that anybody had seen. And it was so popular that everybody watched this special on CBS that night.
0: Can, um, yeah, Interrupted like the Hulk was supposed to be on, which was a big show at the time. Yep. Can I make a suggestion for this uh, yeah. review of the Star Wars? Yeah. I say we take it one step further and review the 4K yep. redone ones. Because I haven't watched those yet. Um, So I think that would be good to very, review. They, very original. They re-released, They somebody went through and did found the original negatives, right, yep. of the Star Wars first three films. Before the special special editions. Before the special editions. The original theater runs. So it's all up to 4K. It's the ones in the theater. It doesn't even say episode 4 before New Hope. Um, So let's do those. Let's review those.
1: I think that would be a good idea.
0: I think that'd be good, yeah.
1: So that's that's the movie. Overall, the movie is a fucking grimace. Very easily one of the worst things Hmm. I've ever seen. And it's... It's the worst Star Wars thing I've ever seen. George Lucas distances himself. He tells all the actors to never mention it, never talk about it, jokingly but very truthfully as well. Um, it is very bad, and and it's just it's just the way that it's put together. What you find out through the documentary, A Disturbance in the Force, which came out this past Tuesday, um, a whole bunch of stars: Kevin Smith, um, Seth Green. Um a few a few directors a few people that are that love Star wars It was produced by Adam Goldberg who did the Goldbergs um, and this is the time between Star Wars and Empire like I mentioned um, novels comics ver- and variety shows there were, all these characters were put on the variety variety shows to keep the box office for Star Wars which was a phenomenon at the time to keep it rolling up until Empire Strikes Back comes out to keep the Keep the lexicon and keep, keep the uh, American public, and the whole world public, keep it fresh in their mind of Star Wars so they don't forget about it. And that's kind of where the birth of the holiday special came from, to have something in between. Um, George Lucas came up with the original story of the Wookiees, came up with the original story of it being set on, on uh, Chewbacca's home planet when seeing his family. And then everything kind of went downhill from there. Um, they hired variety show writers from the Carol Burnett show. That's why Harvey Korman was there. Kind of funny that I said that earlier. Um, so a lot of 70s variety shows. They talked about they talked about the variety show phenomenon of the 70s. Uh, you know, Shunny and Cher, um, Donnie and Marie. There was a Star Wars segment from Donnie and Marie. They almost played it in its, in, in its entirety, which is very cringeworthy. Um, million dollar budget on CBS. Um, and... After a while, George Lucas was in these meetings trying to get the story put together, and he just dropped out because, like I mentioned, he went to focus on Empire Strikes Back. And these variety show writers pretty much took over with a couple of um, Lucasfilm representatives, which eventually, by the time this whole entire thing aired, the only people that were left to, to edit the whole entire thing, to put the whole entire thing together, were the variety show writers. Um, the original director dropped out within a few days of filming, only filmed, I think, four or five scenes out of the whole entire thing. Um, and, yeah, it was just a mess, and, and the documentary did a great job talking about that, talking about, um, the legacy of this, if, there, if that's even considered a legacy. Um, they brought in Tony Award-winning makeup artists, um, explained Mark Hamill's, uh, weird, weird look of his hair and his makeup, um, and everybody thought it had to do something with the, the accident that he had. That's not the case. It was just the way they had to bring in cheap uh, makeup artists to come in and do that. Um, the Boba Fett cartoon, uh, John Favreau, huge fan of the Holiday Special, by the way. Um, he put in a lot of connections to the Holiday Special in Mandalorian, with the Mandalorian. There's a staff that the Mandalorian uses that was debuted in the Boba Fett cartoon. Um, so stuff like that. Um... George Lucas, George, George Lucas dropped his name from the credits um, after realizing how bad the edit turned out. Also tried to stop it from airing. Um, at least that's what he told Seth Green. Um, and yeah, there's a weird Grandpa Wookiee scene porno in the living room where he's watching this virtual mm. reality porno. They they talk about that in the documentary as well. Yeah. Um, but, and in the very end, there's like an after credit scene, which I didn't realize that they didn't put it in the documentary, and it wasn't in the uh, thing that we watched, but Fighting Frizzies at, the, at 11. now we're going to talk about this a little bit further in a couple weeks but Fighting frizzies at 11 was a fake um, newscast uh, during the promotion of this thing um, and it was it was a news anchor that came on and said Fighting frizzies at 11 and if you've seen South Park you know that the South Park Christmas special which we're going to talk in depth about in a couple weeks for, uh, for our Christmas episode. Um, fighting Frizzies at 11 was a big, huge thing in that, because every, every commercial break ended with Fighting Frisies at 11 until the newscaster actually fought Frizzies at 11 when uh, the South Park Christmas special ended. Um, overall, documentary was fantastic, because it talked about something that was awful, got awful, brought broke it down very, very thoroughly. But mm-hmm. the Christmas special is the biggest grimace of the year. And yeah. uh, congratulations... George, George Lucas distanced himself; did not want anything to do with it. Still doesn't to this day, even though he sold sold the thing to uh, to uh, Disney. Uh, Disney we, hasn't released it.
0: Uh, might be doing another Grimace in a few weeks with that. If if we watch that Grinch movie,
1: I think we're gonna watch it next week because we only have two more weeks till Christmas. Okay. So I think we're gonna watch that next week. Um, but yeah, holiday special. If you can find it, you like Star Wars. Have you watched everything Star Wars? I mean, I've watched Ewoks. I've watched uh, the Battle of Endor uh, car- uh, live-action thing back in the day. Um, I've watched Droids, the, ol- the old cartoon. old the same, a- same animation of the Boba Fett cartoon, by the way. I've watched all that stuff. Still not as bad as this. A um, lot of weird dance scenes. A lot of weird variety show things. A lot of weird. It's just very strange, very weird mm. It's, it kind of takes you it, it kind of takes you out of the Star Wars universe and that's kind of why George Lucas is like, like fuck this I'm out of here and hit every every aspect of it he doesn't talk about it in any interviews any books any anything about Star Wars is completely um, omitted so
0: did um, uh did you know Kevin Smith was gonna be in it in the yeah, North I, North I, North? I did
1: know that there was a lot of, I didn't know he uh, no. and
0: there's um, Bruce Valanche. yes he was looks a like writer a, guy looks like a human big toe
1: yeah, he died a couple years ago, I think, and he was on the only thing I remember him from. He was in Hollywood Squares when that came back in like two thousand. I remember he used to be there every oh. single week. But uh, yeah, he was a writer on there too. Um, so yeah, they brought in a lot of variety variety show writers at the time, and that's basically why it fell apart because they try and the variety show writers had no idea what Star Wars was. Yeah, you could tell. a lot
0: of them didn't even watch Star Wars yeah. or hadn't seen it.
1: Yeah. So if you if you've never seen it, go ahead and watch Which, it. Which I um,
0: mean, to be fair, after watching only a new hope no one knew what star wars was. Hmm. To be fair, I yeah, mean not- the lore goes the lore gets expanded tenfold in empire. Yeah. And then it gets expanded even more in every project released since. So
1: And then George Lucas put it put a hold on everything and kind of said, "Okay, this is this is how the story is going to be." Especially yeah. when the novels started coming out, the expanded universe. Yep. Um he's like, "This is what the story is going to be." Everything else is nothing. This is he, he kind of clamped down on everything after Empire. Yeah. And they talk about that I mean, in the documentary. Soon. A lot of
0: people, a lot of people are mad at Disney for making all the books "quote unquote" legends. But yeah. George Lucas felt the same way about the books. Yes, yes, yes they're part yeah. of the story, but they run parallel. They're not in the same. They're not on yep. the same line. Yep. It's just they run parallel um, because George is never going to do the stories the books are based off. Anyways, everyone was pissed that Disney didn't copy the books and yep. who wants to copy a story where you know the ending. Anyways, yep. so.
1: So yeah, that's the talk about the holiday special. Um, if you like Star Wars, watch it, but do not watch it if you're expecting anything spectacular because it's god-awful.
0: It's a mess. In fact, it's not even like a so bad, it's good. That's the part that disappointed yeah, me. Yeah, that's what I was hoping. hoping it was, I, was, I was hoping it was going to be so bad, it was good, but it's not even that. No, it's not. Like, I couldn't imagine being like a... I mean, if I was 10 years old in 1978... Oh, you would love well, it. I'd be old as shit right now, but I would have loved it. But if I was 15 years old in 1978, I probably yeah. would have hated it.
1: Yep. Uh, it's, it's for, a it was, very
0: fine line of how old you were. Um, like the kid on uh, the TV show there, the Goldbergs that they, kept, yep. they showed the flashback to. And he's like, what, in sixth grade? And he like got a copy of the tape or whatever. Um, like, I love Star Wars. I want
1: to love so. it. But that's exactly like the mindset you would have. Yeah. I mean, you were, you yeah, were exactly. deep into Star Wars at the time, but... I mean, yeah. yeah. So, so we'll review the original theater, theatrical runs of Star Wars in the new year. It's a good idea. I think... Uh, it's about time that we do that. I haven't watched them in a very long time, the nope. original cuts, because um, when I started getting into Star Wars, it was Special Edition 97, so that's that's basically
0: yeah. when I got I grew up it. on the original cuts, but I haven't seen them since uh, 97 when they released the yeah. other ones uh, yeah. on video, the Special yeah. Editions. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, It'll too. be fun. So let's talk about IMDb's
1: best of 2023 list of top 10s for TV and movies before we get into the news. Um, top 23, top t- 2023 movies of the year. Um, number one, Oppenheimer. Number two, Barbie. Number three, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Number four, The Little Mermaid. Number five, John Wick 4. Super Mario Brothers. number six. Five Nights at Friday's number seven. Across um, the Spider-Verse number eight, I think it's kind of low um killers of the flower moon number nine and number 10 the flash now these imdb this is just based off of um, searches people looking yeah for this information.
0: Is page hits it's not like a yep. voted anything it's not like a, a fan voting like they look at the the scores of them yeah it's just based off clicks but it's which what's makes most, the most popular sense. but it's what's Especially most popular with, yeah, yeah. Especially like Oppenheimer, where you want to see all the notes and the you're behind trying, the scenes stuff. You're trying
1: to get information from this it's stuff. It's easier
0: yeah. to go to IMDb than it is to go to Wikipedia and read through it that way. Yep, yep. Um, and I'm assuming The Flash was similar. A lot of people looking to see like...
1: Yep. what like the mess was. All the
0: background, stuff like that. Because like, yep. they have all the background stuff listed of different directors. They had like four different directors get mm-hmm. hired and fired and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah.
1: Uh, top series of the year. The Last of Us was huge, so I, that's nope. and that's unex, that's understandable. Ahsoka as well uh, yep. was a phenomenon this year. Uh, Succession, which I haven't watched. Black Mirror, which I haven't watched. Mandalorian. Uh, Mandalorian had a good good season, decent season. One Piece, which I hear was okay. Uh, Fall of the House of Usher, which I know uh, Netflix had a good thing with. Uh, Ted Lasso at the beginning of the year. Uh, yeah, that was the end of it. Um, the Bear, of course, everybody loves mm-hmm. that show, and Gen V, which is yep. currently, which is one of the um, current loves of. A isn't pirate.
0: One Piece based off a cartoon that's based yep. off a comic? The cartoon has like a thousand episodes or something like that. Yep, something like that. Yep. Okay.
1: Uh, anime, I believe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A few so of the kids not- I work with were watching One Piece, and they they liked it.
1: That's IMDb's list. Um, Probably next week, because we only have one. We have a Christmas episode that's going to be gigantic with a lot of reviews. I think next week we'll do our best of 2023, our best of list. Uh, Movies and TV. We'll try to go back and figure out what we watched this year. I know know you're more thorough than I am, so I have to actually go back and look.
0: I have to... For us to get our rankings for movies, I have a lot of work left to do because I have like 24 movies I have to watch at least... Okay. To be able to rank them, um, so we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll see. Because you're in the Maybe still in the middle. Of, you're still in the middle of Smallville, so well. Do you want to talk yeah. about that a little bit? You're on we'll season do, eight. Um,
0: season eight of Smallville. Yeah. Sure. Um, Lex isn't there. Kind of fell off. Lana yeah, was only there for about four episodes. She left. Um, she's now done for at least till the finale. I'm guessing. Um, I think. I can't remember. The, the Clark and Lois relationship. Um, it is funny how, uh, Clark always says Lois when addressing her. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that's a thing from the comics and obviously the 78 movies. And also my introduction to that was actually through Seinfeld. They have a Superman themed episode and Jerry dates a girl named Lois. in that episode, he has like an arch nemesis from high school, um, which is pretty funny. And so every time he calls her Lois, of course, his name's Jerry Jerome. Um, he would be like he'd say her name and then she'd always respond with yes jerome um but yeah um i'm still enjoying the show not as much i've slowed down a bit i only watched one and a half episodes today um but still enjoyable still good Mm -hmm. um looking forward to to how they wrap up this season um do doomsday is involved now oh yeah so uh yeah jimmy olsen just left his wife chloe Mm -hmm. who i love chloe i'm glad they created her for the show yeah um kind of the daryl dixon of the smallville universe um so yeah i'm I'm still enjoying the show um he looks more and more like a cross between cavill and um corn sweat with each passing season like he looks like he just took those two like this would be the the sun um so yeah still enjoying it cool so that
1: being said let's get into the news And it's not a new 7th trailer roundup. Um, some big trailers came out this week. There's a couple of uh, couple of things to note. Um, there was a Comic Con in Brazil. There was also a Game Awards last night. So there's there's a few game things that came out, a few movie trailers. We we're talk about a couple of movies. Um, this Kong Godzilla movie. Hmm. It's a sequel to the Kong versus Godzilla movie a couple of years ago that came out exclusively yep. on Max.
0: It's just not on uh, not done by Warner Brothers.
1: This is a team up movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where Godzilla and Kong are going to team up and there's a very weird scene in the trailer which I didn't wish I didn't, didn't even film or put on film of them racing together side by side <laughs> like did it's a did fast. Did you see what and I Furious. put on Facebook? Yes, I did. <laughs> Like it's a fast and the furious scene trying to race to the explosion. This this looks god awful the way this whole entire trailer looked bad. Yeah. Um
0: especially after seeing minus one, I, I went back and rewatched this trailer and I was like, oof. Yep. That's gonna be rough. <laughs>
1: I, I yeah, there's a, there's a lot of Godzilla right now, but there's a lot of Kong. It's, there's just a lot of big big monsters. I've heard good
0: right things now. about the Apple TV shows, so
1: I hear it's great too. And they take a lot of the stuff that they've already aired, and they and they have flashbacks and bring bringing you back into into their time. Like I know John Goodman's in an episode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a trailer for this. Also, uh, Self Reliance, written by Jake Johnson. If you've watched New Girl, he was in that. Uh, it's going to be on January twelfth on Hulu. This movie looks pretty good. Um, I do like Jake Johnson. He did a movie called Let's Be Cops a few years ago. I thought it was fucking funny. Him and, uh, he was Damon in Wayne's Jurassic Jr. World, wasn't he? He was, yep.
0: Okay. He was the one um, the Jurassic Park shirt on, right? Yep, yep. Okay.
1: And, uh, yeah, this is all about him kind of being almost in a uh, Hunger Games-like scenario where people are trying to kill him. And, uh... It's almost like a survive, like a survival thing, where people are out to try to kill him, and I think he's also trying to kill people. I don't know, Ooh, but he has like to surviving hide the
0: game. It's a great movie.
1: Yeah, kind of. Also, most like, yeah, uh, yeah, just trying to survive, and he can only, he can't be killed around people. He has to be killed alone, so he has to try to find uh, people that he can be around. Um, it looks good, and it's on Hulu on January twelfth, so we may watch that. Um... And all the new trailers that came out at this uh, this Brazil Comic-Con. Um, we saw a trailer for The Boys. Yep. Uh, boy, the next season of The Boys. Um, looks good. Also saw a trailer and an announcement uh, February 8th, 2024, Halo Season 2. I was actually pretty high on Halo Season 1. I, it left off kind of where the first game begins. It's kind of where the se- se- uh, mm-hmm. season finale left off. So I'm hoping that this kind of...
0: This season looks like it's going to be game one, is what it kind of looks like.
1: And you actually yeah. see Halo in right. this, too. So that's pretty cool. So we'll see. Um, also a full trailer for Fallout, which I, I wasn't into those games. I know they're very popular. Uh, yeah, I out we're on them. I tried. April, April 12th on Prime.
0: Done by Jonathan Nolan. So we should probably put that up there. Yes,
1: yep. Um, and uh, Dune Part 2, uh, a lot of new uh, photos yes. came out for that coming out on March 1st. Um, yeah. And
0: uh, but, they, they announced today, too, that the script for Dune Messiah is done. Oh, nice. So they have the third one written.
1: Nice. And a lot of people, when they talk about Dune, Dune Messiah is their favorite. So
0: that's the Yeah, that's the one that makes you realize that yeah. he's not the one you should be following, I guess, um, yeah. from what I understand from this, which is tough, because it's very tough to understand a lot of Dune lore.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, the, and the last big trail that was debuted during this Comic-Con was House of Dragons Season mm. 2. Kevin, I'll let you, uh, talk poetically about this, uh, trailer.
0: Looks good. Is that poetic enough? (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Um, yeah, it looks good. We're going to get blood and cheese. Oh, I can't wait for that. And I don't know what else is going to happen this season because, uh, I'm a retard. and don't remember too much between blood and cheese and another big situation that happens in the books. So I'm really looking forward to this, uh, this season should be really good. Um... Lots of blood, lots of deaths incoming. Uh, Looking forward to it. Hopefully, we get it early summer. Hopefully, May. 2025,
1: they announced, right? Was it 2025? 24. It's this year. Okay, it is. Okay. Yeah, because
0: the last season was 2022. Okay. So, two years between. And I think uh, Lord of the Rings is scheduled to come out in September again. So, don't overlap them. I'd say let House of the Dragon come out first, and then let Amazon do their own thing with uh, Lord of the Rings, and then we can watch Fantasy for. For a solid 16 weeks. yeah, they be cool. Or so. I
1: did I did like it watching them both. It was nice. Week, but it was a yeah. lot.
0: And I just got my OLED, so it was really nice for the visual yep. aspect of both those shows. Because Lord of the Rings looks absolutely outstanding. Even if the story was only, eh, it was fine. Mm-hmm.
1: So let's get into the news. Weekend box office last weekend. Renaissance the film. A uh, film by Beyonce. Her concert film. Kind of try, uh, trying to do the Taylor Swift move. Um, but did not make the box office of Taylor Swift. Only made twenty one million last week for, for becoming number one. Um, kind of being considered a failure compared to Taylor Swift, but still, I mean, I mean, it's not the audience, it's not the same audience. That's like
0: so. I was gonna say, that's like Nas not selling as much as Jay Z. Like, yeah, right. no shit, no shit. <laughs> um,
1: Hunger Games: Battle of Songbirds and Steaks number two, and God, uh, Godzilla minus one eleven million dollars so number three. That's
0: great. I'm Good. I'm happy for this because also the other thing about this movie is no promotion.
1: Yep, like there's been
0: very the only promotion I've gotten from it is other people on podcasts telling me after watch this movie
1: yeah yeah so that's it um, Norman Lear rest in peace to him he did a lot he, he did a lot of TV shows in the 70s mm. 80s still was working up until a couple of years ago he did that thing with Jimmy Kimmel yes. where he was re- reproducing scripts from his TV shows he created all in the family um, the Jefferson's one day at a time a um, whole bunch of stuff Sanford and son um, he was 101 years old, still working up until the end. Um, God long, bless him. Yeah, yeah, long career. Um, and the other big trailer this week that we didn't talk about in the trailers because I wanted to give it a little bit more time than that was Grand Theft Auto 6. It was released mm. on. Two. Uh, it was actually released on Monday because it leaked online. This is coming out in 2025, set in Vice City, and expanded yep. Vice City. Um, a very modern Vice City. The graphics look amazing on the PS5. Um, yep. And it just looks it just looks good. And it's all set in Florida. Um, there's different aspects of Florida. They're going to be all a part of yep. this. I believe I heard that there's going to be an amusement park kind of Disney-esque. That yep. you're going to be able to go in and travel and, 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 and run through. Um,
0: the uh, the trailer that was funny. Have you seen those clips online where they're like, it's basically just a side. bunch of TikTok florida videos yep. um and it's true like the the alligator in the shopping uh yep. center and stuff like yep. that um yeah this game looks fucking awesome it looks awesome uh, and i love gta it. 5 and i don't care how much this is because honestly it's gonna last you 10 years
1: yeah because yeah so. well, gta 5 lasted 10 years so yeah so um it was officially uh, officially confirmed that last of us season 2 will be out also in 2025 um, that was delayed because of the writer's strike, like everything else, so that'll be out in 2025, produ- starting production very, very soon. Um, and Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon, making it very easy for us in a couple weeks, coming yep. out early on Netflix, the night before, uh, 7, is it 7pm the night before, or is it, uh, is it
0: Pacific 7pm, a... so 10 for us.
1: Oh, I'm not gonna be watching it till the next day, then. So. Right. So that's good. Uh, we're going
0: to Aquaman early.
1: Yeah, we are going early that day. Uh, we're and we're going to be seeing Iron Claw. So it's all working out for us. Hopefully that yep. day.
0: Like I um, said, I mean this weekend's crazy because once Dune got moved, my the two movies I look forward to the most were Iron Claw and Rebel Moon. Yeah. And then it also so happens to be a sequel to a movie I liked a lot. Also comes out the same weekend. So yeah, it's going to be watching you know ten hours of TV or movies mm-hmm. in two days.
1: Yep, uh, and it's our Christmas episode recording that night too, so it's gonna be a fun weekend. Um, Apple and Paramount are reportedly in talks to bundle their streaming service together. Um, There's gonna be a lot of that coming coming out in the next coming upcoming years, just because streaming's kind of ridiculous right now. Um, it wasn't yep. the old, w- old Wild West that we were living a couple of years ago, where it was $6.99. Now it's $19.99 for some of them. Yeah. Um, and people are downgrading. I know I've downgraded and i have and like on Peacock. Yeah. I I took over a Black Friday deal where it was 19.99 for a whole entire year. But I, now I have commercials and that pisses me off. So, yeah. I'm used did you, to not uh, having commercials and paying only 6.99. Now you have to pay a premium for that too. So it's like fuck that.
0: I'm scrolling now. I didn't see it. Did you put the uh, the A24 news? Um, I
1: believe I that's did. That's
0: huge. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't see it. If not, we'll talk about it at the end. But yeah, this just, is uh, this is going to happen. Once you talk about twenty
1: four now? now, yeah.
0: So A twenty four, which is probably my favorite film studio, just because of they do a lot of uh, low budget but still very very well made films, um, is pairing up with HBO. So I think they actually had a deal with Paramount, um, but now I guess it's going to be stream and date so so the day it comes out to buy streaming i think it should be available on hbo yep. which is great for us because iron claw um i want to see priscilla i didn't get to the theater to see it i do want to see that um but yeah it's it's great news they have great i mean uh the hand movie i watched this year which is a great horror movie that's a24 um they have such a good catalog of films and, i mean they're only going to make 24 films and then stop but they've got so popular that they've now got, I believe, 120 or so in their their library. So I don't know how much that library is going to carry over, but you've got like Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Um, last year's best film, Everything Everywhere All at Once, was A24. Um, so you got a lot of really good content coming to HBO, which is still my preferred streaming service due to all the DC content and mm-hmm. back catalog of TV shows. Because like, if I have nothing to watch, I can always go on HBO and find Game of Thrones or something else to watch that, you know... A fucking animated DC film or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to this.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, nice catalog in there. Um, Sony PlayStation. Now we don't talk about this a lot, but I own a lot of movies on digital. I know you do yes. too. Yep. Um, on iTunes, on Vudu for me. Um, Sony PlayStation has their own virtual store where you can buy items like TV shows, like movies. And you can own them. Kind of. And something happened this week where uh, they will be deleting discovery reality shows that were already purchased by users. So if you if you purchase, let's say, Mythbusters, a whole entire season or episodes of that, they are taking it out so you will not be able to watch it even if you purchased it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is very, very controversial because it, it lets people know that you don't actually purchase these movies. It is almost like a license that you're borrowing to watch them. Um like so when I paid nineteen ninety nine for Oppenheimer last week, um I don't own that. The only way you own it is if you own the physical media, which we already know. You have to own the steel book, you have to own the Blu-ray and have it in hand in person. Um I know you still do that. I don't just because yeah. I there's you run out of I'm room still, for this stuff. I'm
0: still way over I'm still way more in streaming and I plan to keep it that way. I have certain rules when it comes to buying four K discs. Um, such so as saying... I can't own it and I, I can't previously own it streaming and it has to come with a digital code. Or if it's really cheap and doesn't have the digital code, I'm like, whatever, it's a 4K and it's like eight bucks.
1: Yeah. So. Um, I don't think iTunes and Voodoo would do this. I think it's Play Sa- PlayStation See, Store. Not a lot of people buy stuff
0: on there. I was going to say, who the fuck has a PlayStation and buy stuff from the PlayStation Store? I'm sure there's people that do it. Obviously, there's a lot of people that do, yeah. But, but it's just crazy to me where you can just put Voodoo on the same PlayStation. And I mean, they just probably never thought about this, and maybe it was discounted or something like that. And they're like, oh, I'll get a season of whatever TV show for seven bucks where it's still 25 on iTunes or something like that, you know?
1: Like, there's been cases where shows have been on iTunes. Like, like, for example, um, at one time, Undeclared, one of my favorite shows, was on there. I bought yes. five five out of the ten episodes, and then they removed the series, so you can buy the other five episodes. I couldn't buy them, um, and it has to do with it has to do with um, who where the where the rights go. Maybe somebody sold the rights to that show. Maybe they maybe they lost the rights to that show. Like if it was a Warner Brothers show that aired on fox maybe fox didn't own anymore they didn't own the distribution so the distribution ended so it got taken off itunes also happened with freaks and geeks as well however freaks and geeks is so popular that they ended up bringing it back eventually Um, i think it went back on hulu as well um stuff like that happens but it's it's kind of weird to see it being completely taken off of somebody's library that already owned it And it kind of does set a precedent, like, "Mm, is that that a little scary that I'm going to be losing some movies in my catalog that I bought? Because I have over 2,000 movies in my iTunes library. Right.
0: I mean, at that point, if they remove stuff, unless you see it, which you probably would because you're in the know as far as, you know, having stuff pop up on your phone. I mean, if you went to your catalog, though, and didn't see an article about it in Variety or whatever, you probably wouldn't even notice if. 25% 25% of your movies weren't there because you have so many. Yeah. Unless you look at the number and be like, oh, I had 2,120 and now I have like 1,792 or something like that. Or
1: if I was specifically looking for a movie. Well, let's that say you know a, you had. An obscure movie. Let's say Dirty Work, okay? Okay. Let's say I was going through my list and I noticed, wait, I thought I bought Dirty Work. What the fuck is it? And it's gone? That would kind of piss me off. Mm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Also speaking of streaming, Disney Plus rolling out a Hulu hub for the people that bundle Hulu and Disney together, it's going to be a—it's a category already on the Disney app currently, um, and you can actually access a lot of the Hulu content right from Disney Plus. And it's not all the content; Hulu is still keeping some of it, where you have to have that app to access it. But I believe I believe the Bear is on there, Only Murders, um, Prey is on there, uh, a few other things, Abbott Elementary. So there's stuff that you can watch on from Hulu on Disney Plus now. So you don't have to if you. If you like all of that stuff, I don't. I don't know if it's always Sunny's on there because they do keep the adult stuff, more adult stuff, on on the other platform, on the Hulu platform itself. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what was t- what was not included. It also has to do with rights as well, where they don't have rights to be on Disney Plus only on Hulu. So um, check that out. Also, Apple eliminating the eliminating the iTunes movies and TV show apps. Mm. Um, they have this Apple TV app <clears throat> where you can buy stuff and, and you can stream stuff, which is pretty good. Uh, but I do like I, I I like the iTunes movies and T- and TV apps, the movies ones especially. Um, but they're kind of combining everything in one everything into one um, uniform app, which is fine. Um, still still a little bit of tweaking left to do on it, but. Uh,
0: wasn't it originally like that on computers, and then they split it it was. off? Yeah, because yeah, I remember it used to be one icon to go to movies, TV, and music. Yep, so they're basically just going separate. back to that. Yep. When's uh when's this uh TV OS seventeen point two available?
1: I believe it's in beta right now, and, okay. it, and it probably is coming out very soon. So we'll have yep. to wait and see. So just be prepared. Okay. Um, Weird Al, uh, Spotify wrapped has come out. By the way, uh, we had a pretty good rap this year. I think it was. 3,000 hours of podcasting that we did this year, something like that.
0: Nice.
1: Or 3,000 3, minutes. I can't remember what it was. 3,000 minutes, I think. 3,000 hours, we had 3,000 3, episodes. No, 3,000 minutes. But, uh, Weird Al Yankovic called out Spotify in his wrapped message because he had a, uh, a wrapped message where he had 80 million streams but he only got paid $12 for the whole entire year for 80 million, the whole entire year for 80 million streams. Yep. Um, Streaming sucks, and, and if you want to be an artist right now, it sucks. You're not going to yeah. make any money.
0: Well, I mean, for the most part, in history, they really didn't make a lot of money off anything except for touring anyways, because yeah. all the money they made on their albums, unless you're Taylor Swift and you sell $20 million every time you come out, um, you kind of have to rely on touring. Yeah, uh, I remember that from back in the day. I think it was 50 Cent Made. like He owed money on his album, so he had to go back out on tour.
1: Yeah.
0: Because all the money that you take to make an album, you end up having to give it back to the company.
1: Yeah um Super, Mar- Super Nintendo world. Um, there's one in, Calif- in uh, California, there's one in Florida, and there's one in Japan, Universal Studios um, where they have a uh, Mario World there and they're also going to be c- expanding it to Donkey Kong with a Donkey Kong crazy cart ride where you're riding in a mine cart kind of like the uh, the N64 game, the Super Nintendo game of uh, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Country. And uh, you jump over gaps. You're in a roller coaster in a mine car um, with Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong. So, yeah, Uh, it's going to be in uh, Universal Orlando and Universal Japan. So uh, keep a lookout for that. I still think that they need to focus on Legends of Zelda. Maybe when the movie comes out, they will. There should be a theme park attraction for that as well. So I would definitely go on that. Um, Kevin Smith reveals he's writing a new Jay and Silent Bob movie. Um, uh, speaking to a, uh, at a, uh, LA comic con, he said, right now, as we speak, I'm writing another Jay and Silent Bob movie for me and Jason Mewes. We always kind of have fun doing those and stuff. So I lost a bet with him. And so I'm writing another Jay and Silent Bob movie. So yeah, uh, I love Jay Good. and Bob like you do. So yep. and, uh,
0: he just makes movies with his friends to have fun. So I can't yep. argue with that. Living the truth.
1: This movie, know nothing about it. Tried to do some research, on, research about it, know nothing about it because I couldn't learn anything um, from the writer of Twenty Eight Days Later, Ex Machina, and Annihilation, all great movies. Yep. Alex Garland's uh, c-
0: awesome. Civil War,
1: coming out spring of twenty twenty four. In the poster, reason why this caught my eye are military people on a bunker on the top of the of the Statue of Liberty mm. on the torch.
0: Yep. So Civil looks War interesting.
1: Sets, looks like a futuristic Civil War. And if you know anything about this government in this country where Republican versus Democrat, Trump versus everybody, um, this is very scary and could be very true. So, yep. uh, I'm and very it's another excited.
0: A24 movie.
1: A24, yeah, I wanted to bring that up too. Uh, coming out in spring 2024. So I actually am looking forward to a trailer which is coming out next week. We're going to talk about that see what the hell this movie is all about mm. um also announced at the video game awards last night *Twisted metal will return for season two um haven't caught up on that whole entire season of the first one but uh from what i saw what i was watching it's pretty good um also marvel announced last night that they're doing a blade single player third action a third uh third <laughs> p- person uh, game set in pairs um and uh, actually able to play it why is that
0: Xbox exclusive. It's Beth Oh, oh fuck all that.
1: Um, yeah, so Blade. Um, Announced today, Sean Gunn has been cast as Maxwell Lord in James Gunn's DCU. Maxwell Lord was a character in uh, Wonder Woman 1984 played by uh, Pedro Pascal. Uh, he's coming in this as this character in uh, James Gunn's DC Universe. So uh, yep.
0: I don't uh, think he'll be in Legacy. I think I read that he might be mentioned in Legacy, but nobody really knows what the fuck's going to happen in Legacy at this point, so... I don't really know how I feel about this. This might be the first casting I feel like he missed on.
1: Yeah, maybe. I we'll know. have to wait and see. Maybe, but I don't, I don't mind shotgun
0: either, so... I mean, yeah. I assume he's not going to be a very big, like... I don't think he's going to be, like, the villain in any movie. I think he's just going to be there. Yeah. Um. So we'll see going forward. And also what, what movie he's going to be a part of.
1: Yeah.
0: Probably The Authority. I don't know. Maybe. Guess. Yeah.
1: We'll have to wait and see. Um, spider-man noir we haven't heard much about it lately but it was going to be on amazon prime and they have enlisted uh the punisher's uh steve lightfoot as show as a, a co-showrunner so it is currently uh still in production uh this is going to be set in the 1930s new york city a grizzled uh noir version of spider-man um which if you've seen uh across the spider-verse you know that character very well played by nicholas cage um so looking forward to that ryan reynolds speaks out on deadpool 3 set leaks which we're going to talk about a little bit here because um, there's we're going to spoil it too so fuck it um surprises are part of the magic of theatrical movies it is important for us to shoot the new deadpool film in real natural environments using practical effects Good. as opposed to making the movies indoors and digitally um, the, vi- the film is built for audience joy and our highest hopes is to preserve as much of that magic as possible for the finished film and the big screen um, and he's very understandable why people are excited for it because people want to see this movie mm-hmm. so spoilers for the next uh, give me about 30 seconds we're going to talk about what was shown in these, in these uh, telephoto lenses um, Wolverine and Deadpool fighting Sabretooth um, from the very first X-Men movie um, Deadpool chopping his head off and holding it up as trophy. Um, Moon Knight, uh there's a Moon Knight ice cream van that was in that show that shows up in in this in these uh, set photos. And there's also Captain America, the First Avengers, uh, the Red Skull's car, his long car, his his car that he was traveling in the whole entire movie also showed up. Um, so yeah, they're they're bringing out all the stops for this movie, not only Fox but in the MCU as well. So I cannot wait, and I'm glad they're still filming, and they're doing a lot of it practically. So that's very cool as well. Um, uh, let me see. Yeah, also, there's a fir- first official pic of uh, Wade in uh, da- in Dogpool. Uh, he posted this week. Um, he also he also t- did another uh, he did another post of fake Deadpool leaks with uh, with him, Hugh Jackman and, and the Predator. Him and, him and uh, Hugh Jackman and Urkel. So, it was very funny. Um, Urkel for the MCU. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Mark, Mark Ruffalo, Hulk, has been uh, asked to not comment on a Hulk standalone movie. It, uh, he, was, he was in an interview on uh, on a red carpet for his new movie coming out. and uh, He said, yeah, I can't talk about it. I've been asked to not talk about it and comment on it. So, I think that's just a standard protocol for him. Um... Also, Kevin Feige talked this week saying that Robert Downey Jr. will not be returning as Iron Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, saying that uh, they don't want to magically undo everything that happened in Endgame, which is understandable, but I don't think if he comes back, he will be the Iron Man that we know. And think it'll be something totally different if they end up bringing him back. Um, and uh, believe it or not, that's it for news. And uh, next week, we're going to talk about The Mean One. We're going to review that. It's a uh, horror remake. Uh, in reinterpretation mm. of the Grinch. Um, also next week, we're going to consider this a Christmas movie because it's coming out at Christmas. But Wonka, a prequel, a prequel movie to uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Gene Wilder, a lot of the music from that movie in this. A lot of uh, a lot of the aesthetic from that movie in this. Uh, Hugh Hugh Grant plays Oompa Loompa. Uh, Timothy Chalamet plays Wonka. It's all about his rise in the chocolate factory and how he becomes uh, the Willy Wonka that we know and grown grown to love in that in that Gene Wilder uh, classic from the '70s. So, um, I can't w- I can't wait for that. And uh, in a couple of weeks, we're gonna have our Christmas episode. We have some pl- we have some uh, plans we may uh, we may surprise everyone with next week if we can figure it out. Um, but we will talk to everyone next week. So uh, Peace. You know that I'm not telling the truth. I know, you know, they just don't have any truth. It's the deception.